Well, hello again, everybody. This is Nurse Mo, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I am so happy that you are here with me today. We are on episode 181, and today I'm dropping another one of the secrets of successful nursing students. So we're doing a whole series of these, and today is secret number two. But before we get into that, I want to take a minute for a listener shout out or customer shout out in this case. And this one goes out to Kelly. And Kelly says, Nurse Mo rocks. I have loved watching her on YouTube because she is so friendly and helpful. She breaks down content so that it is easy to understand. The boot camp was a lifesaver to me prior to starting nursing school. It left me feeling prepared and even a little ahead of the game. I would recommend the program to all new nursing students. I followed the suggestions for study tips and organizational methods, and I'm happy to say that I recently graduated my program with a 4.0 GPA and just started my new job as an RN. Kelly, congratulations. That is amazing, and I want you to take a huge bit of the credit for that. Yes, boot camp does set you up for success, but you also worked your tail off had a goal, reached your goal. I'm so proud of you. You got through nursing school. You're now a licensed nurse. That's absolutely incredible. So you guys, Kelly is talking about my Crucial Concepts Bootcamp, which if you're listening to this episode in real time on Thanksgiving Day, goes on sale on Black Friday, which is tomorrow, which is November 26, 2021, if you're listening to this as it airs. So I want you guys to check that out. If you're interested in bootcamp, it does go on sale tomorrow. And Kelly is living proof that it absolutely can help you thrive in nursing school. Okay, so speaking of thriving in nursing school, We've been doing this series on the secrets of successful nursing students. I have 20 secrets that I'm sharing with you guys. I know some of you don't want to wait to get all of those because they are going to be dripped out over several weeks, maybe even a couple or two or three months. You can get all the 20 secrets in a free download PDF guide by going to my website. I will put the link to that in the episode notes if you want to dive into all 20 and binge them right away, okay? So a few weeks back, I wrote about secret number one of successful nursing students. I will also link to that for you guys in the episode notes. And today we're talking about secret number two, which is, drum roll please, successful nursing students make time for time management. So this is something that I see over and over again. Students will put off or maybe not assign it as much importance, but they'll put off getting a time management system in place. And sometimes it's thinking, I'm going to rely on the methods I used in my prereq classes and the whole rest of my life. Or maybe, you know, a lot of times it's thinking, I'm going to wait, get into it, see what it's like, and then put together my time management system based on what I experienced nursing school to actually be like. And both of these tactics, though, I do understand the reasoning and, you know, kind of the thought process behind them. They're pretty massive mistakes, you guys, because I know you've heard a hundred times that nursing school is really busy. 
it's hard to convey the level of busy to someone who has not experienced it. And if you think you're going to have time to do this kind of planning and system set up once classes start, there's a pretty high likelihood that that is not going to be realistic. I've heard so, so many students come back to me after first semester and say, I knew it was going to be busy, but I didn't know it was going to be this busy. So my best advice, secret number two for successful students is making the time for time management. Students who struggle in nursing school, you guys, it's sometimes it's not the material. The material is, it can be complex, it can be overwhelming, there can be a lot of it, but a lot of those challenges can be mitigated with awesome time management. And a lot of students who struggle do so simply because of poor time management, not because they're not an amazing, smart, super talented, bright student, but because of an inability maybe to prioritize their tasks or have that time management system in place and always having this feeling that I'll never get any of this done. That's incredibly overwhelming, and it can be really morally defeating. So having a solid time management system in place, especially before classes start, can help alleviate these struggles, can give you a solid focus for every day, and provide you with, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say inner peace, um, at least maybe a feeling of more inner calm, of knowing, yes. I will get all of these things done because I've actually planned time for them and made time for them. So before we go any further, I know some of you are maybe going to say, I don't have time to deal with a calendar or a planner. I know it can seem really counterintuitive to spend 20 or 30 minutes every week filling out a calendar, you know, a planner or a digital calendar, an online calendar, whatever you're using. Because I know what it's like to be a nursing student, and a lot of times we feel like if we're not studying every second of every day, we're wasting time, right? I promise with every fiber of my being that that half an hour planning your schedule for the week will pay you back about 100 times over, okay? It's absolutely critical. So the key to a time management system honestly, is to use the system that's best for you. Even though I make great planners for nursing students, if that is not your jam to use a paper planner or my paper planner, then use the system that works for you. Don't force yourself to use a system that isn't working for you. Just because your friend is using option A, doesn't mean option A is going to be the best thing for you when you work really great with Google Calendar, and that is completely 1,000% your jam. So use what kind of system works best for you, okay? Some people use just a big whiteboard or like a big whiteboard calendar on the wall in their study space. Some people have an actual paper planner. Again, some people jam out on Google Calendar or Apple's iCal. Some people use apps like... Todoist and, you know, other, I 
Cozy, C-O-Z-I, I think is how it's spelled. That's another one that has like some time management things in it. So use a system that works for you. But my advice, and I'll probably say this a hundred times before this episode is over, is get it in place before classes start and start using it before classes start so you can get into the flow, get into the rhythm, know how to maximize it, know what works for you. And you want to make sure that you're choosing a system you can use regularly. That means looking at it regularly, inputting things into it regularly. If you are the type of person like me who hates typing things in on your mobile device, then maybe don't choose a system like an app where you can only input information on your mobile device. Maybe for you, It's something more like Google Calendar or a paper planner or the whiteboard system in your office. Use the system that you're actually going to use and get it set up before classes start. Okay, so once you've decided on the system that you're going to be using, you know you're going to be setting it up before classes start, or maybe it's something you've already been using, I want you to do a few things. We're going to kind of talk about time management, time blocking. If you've never managed your schedule in this way, this is absolutely key for managing the level of busy that you will be in nursing school, okay? It's not enough to just have lists of things to do because if you just have a list and you don't have time allocated for every item on the list, you look at that list and you are going to say, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all of this done? That's an obvious thing to think. When I look at a long list, that's what I think. It's not until I start assigning blocks of time to my individual tasks that I say, okay, all right, now I see how this all works out. Now I see how I am going to get all of this done. So thinking about your system that you're using, the very first step that I want you guys to do is define your non-negotiables. So time blocking starts with defining your non-negotiables. These are the things that you are not willing to give up for nursing school. And I want you to take a minute if you're driving or walking alongside a a steep drop-off, don't write this down now, but think about it. If you're at your desk or somewhere where you can jot them down, go ahead and jot them down. What are the things you're not willing to give up for nursing school? So for me... My biggest non-negotiable was sleep. There was no way I was going to be giving up sleep. I didn't want to stay up half the night. I didn't want to stay up and pull, you know, all-nighters. For me, that was definitely not going to happen. That was my number one non-negotiable. For you, it might be you are not giving up bedtime story time with the kids at night. That's your cherished time. You're not giving that up. For you know someone else, maybe that's your daily run or your walking the dog after dinner or date night with your significant other or reading a chapter of a trashy mystery thriller every night. You know, whatever it is that you need, those are your non-negotiables. And of course, you have to be pretty responsible with what these are. Obviously, you can't have so many non-negotiables that it fills up your entire schedule. You have to really put some thought into what these are, okay? So be realistic and responsible with what those things are. And then once you've decided on those non-negotiables and when they happen, you block those out. 
in your calendar system. If that's a paper planner, you block them out in there. If it's your digital calendar, you block them out and then you put them on repeat, which is one of the nice things about a digital system, right? You can so easily duplicate tasks. Step two, looking at everything that you need to do for your upcoming semester. Okay, so let's say we're doing this in between semesters. Everything that you need to do in the upcoming semester, the things that I'm talking about are your standing commitments. So things that have to be done on a certain day at a certain time. So this is attending lectures, going to clinical, going to your job, getting your kids to piano practice or soccer or karate or whatever. And please don't make the mistake of just jotting down like what time, like lecture starts at eight, you need to block the whole amount of time. So if your lecture is from eight to 11, draw like a line through eight to 11 in your calendar, just like it does when you're doing it on a digital calendar, so that you know that that time is committed. If taking your kids to soccer at 2 p.m., don't just write down soccer 2 p.m., write down Soccer, you know, maybe you have to leave the house at 1.30 and it takes you a little bit to get there and you leave the kids there, but you're back home an hour later, then soccer is 1.30 to 2.30, right? So you're blocking out the time, okay? Again, doing time blocking is the only, only way that you will know for sure that when you look at everything you need to do, that you will be able to get it done. Okay, using a list is definitely not going to be enough. Now, on step three, if you're using the master list system that I teach you about in my Crucial Concepts Boot Camp, take a look at that list. That list has everything on it that you need to do in this coming week. So look at your assignments, your quizzes, projects, all of those things. And if you're not using the master list system, go and you know look through your syllabus, go onto your online management or online learning system, find all the things that you have to do that week and get kind of a list, an idea of what they are. And then you need to start going through and putting these things into your digital calendar, paper planner, whatever you're using, and blocking out time for everything on that list, okay? So these are the things that you have to get done. Maybe they're due on a certain date, but when you do them is entirely up to you. This could also include classes where maybe you meet asynchronously, like the instructor has a pre-recorded lecture and you watch it at some time that week before, you know, Thursdays at four or whatever. You fit that in where you need to fit that in, but make sure you fit that in. Now, something that students, especially new students, might have a little bit of trouble with initially is not really understanding how long tasks are going to take. If they're new to you, you have no idea if a case study is going to take you an hour or five hours because you've never done one before, right? When you can, err on the side of blocking out more time than you think you might need, if that time is available, of course. If you finish something early, guess what? Then you just move on to the next thing. And as you get through your day, you're freeing up time later on for tasks that might take longer than expected. Or hey, guess what? Maybe a little bit of free time at the end of it. Looking at things like online quizzes, a lot of programs use online quizzes as a way to assess understanding 
in between exams for specific modules, specific topics, week by week. You're looking at an online quiz of 10 to 15 questions. To be honest, a safe bet of 30-ish minutes is probably about right. Maybe when you're brand new to doing it, you might be able to give yourself a little bit more time, maybe you know, block out 45 minutes, but aim to get something like that done in 30 minutes or so. Care plans are something that can take a lot of time. It really depends on the format that your instructor uses. It could take you three hours to do your care plan. It could take you seven hours to do your care plan. You will get a feel for that after you do kind of like your first and second ones. So once you kind of have a feel for care plans, then you can block out time for that. Discussion board posts are another very common kind of task that you have to do in nursing school. If you're spending more than an hour on a discussion board post, you're spending way too much time on it. So I would block out an hour for something like a discussion board post. So that's just a rule of thumb, of course, Your instructor may have very specific guidelines. These things may be less, maybe more time necessary. My point is, in the beginning, err on the side of caution. And then, as you get some experience with how long these things take, your time management, your time blocking is going to get so much more efficient and realistic. Of course, in nursing school, you also have long-term assignments. You've got papers, you have group projects, you've got exams, things that span more than one week. So what I generally advise students to do is you're doing all this planning, this time blocking at the beginning of your week, each week, right? But some things are going to span more than that week ahead of you. It's going to be maybe a paper that's due in three weeks, but you're not going to wait until the week that it's due to start working on it. You're going to be working on it throughout the weeks. Some projects are the whole semester, so you're going to be working on it throughout the whole semester. So what I like to do is, if it's a really big assignment of a really big project, break it down into smaller chunks, smaller milestones, that you can time block throughout your weeks. For instance, if you're writing a paper, maybe one of your initial time blocks is conduct online search for research articles. You're not gonna write down just work on paper, but give yourself a very specific thing that you're doing. Another time block might be write an outline for my paper. Another time block might be write my introduction for my paper. Do you see how this works? So breaking it down into manageable milestone chunks. And then when you're looking at projects, you have to really look at when are you the most productive, right? Especially these really intense projects that take a lot of thinking and mental energy. So for me, When I'm working on something that requires me to like get into it mentally and think through complexities, I like to have a larger chunk of time to do that because for me, it's not efficient time-wise to put all that mental energy into just getting kind of into the zone of what I'm thinking about, especially if I'm writing a paper, right, where I have to make logical connections make arguments, support it with evidence. I need to get into that space and stay in it. So for me, I wouldn't schedule time to write a paper if I only had 35, 45 minutes, but three hours, 
yeah, I'll get in it and get some serious work done. Okay. So think about how you're most productive. Maybe for you, you're so much more efficient if it's hour at a time. So knowing how you work best also really comes into play when you're managing these larger, bigger projects. That applies to studying for exams as well. If you are the type of person who does really, really good, short, focused, intense sessions, then schedule yourself for short, focused, intense sessions. But if you're a get in it and stay in it kind of person, then do it that way. Do what works for you. Okay, so we've been looking at our planners, our calendars. You've got your non-negotiables factored in there, your school commitments, your work commitments, the assignments that you have due, your study schedule for longer-term things like exams, your papers, your projects. You still have a life to run, and this is where students often forget. Like, they schedule themselves 100% for school stuff, but forget, oh, yeah, I've got a house to run, I've got kids to take care of, I've got all these other things, right? You have to make time for those things as well. So, Fit them in there, grocery shopping, errands, household chores, your meal prep. When is it going to get done? And if you're having any trouble, and you might be starting to see how tight your schedule is getting, if you're having trouble fitting these things in, this is a very, very clear indicator that delegation is one thing that you absolutely need to look at doing, and then outsourcing, maybe you can hire someone for other things, or... Even if you're not hiring someone to, for example, walk your dog for you, maybe you're doing something like doing your grocery shopping online and then just going to pick it up. So you're kind of automating, simplifying some of the repeat things that you do to keep your life running smoothly. So what are some things that you could outsource or delegate or even let slide a little bit, right? So Something that I always say you can let slide is putting the laundry away. Maybe it just stays in the basket. (laughs) You know, is that is that okay? Yes, if it means you're going to be more relaxed and less stressed because you got to study for your exam, then leave the laundry in the basket, you guys. Let go of the idea of having a perfectly clean house, okay? So some things you can let go and some things you can outsource and some things you can delegate. So ideas are maybe you get those meal delivery boxes. Maybe that's something that you can look at doing like HelloFresh or Blue Apron. They have all kinds of introductory offers where you can get a pretty good deal on these things. So meal delivery boxes. Again, online grocery shopping, that is huge. Absolutely a huge fan of that. You can go online at my grocery store anyway, and probably yours too. You create an online account. You can create a standard shopping list with the things you use every week. And then all you have to do once a week is go in there, load your shopping list, customize it, add anything extra that you need, order your groceries, and bam, either it shows up at your house or you go over to the curbside pickup and somebody brings it to your car. Talk about saving massive amounts of time. Something I did in nursing school that I loved that was absolutely life-changing for me was a laundry service, and it was so much cheaper than I ever thought it would be, and the amount of time and mental like stress that it saved me was extraordinary. So I know I just said laundry can stay in the basket. That's if you're doing your laundry. I just sent it out to somebody else to do. Um, they washed it. They folded it. 
brought it home. It was all perfect and ready to go. I didn't have to think about laundry. I loved that. Check Groupon for house cleaning services in your area. Maybe you can get a screaming good deal and once or twice throughout the semester have a team come and give your house a really good scrub so that you can kind of let it slide the rest of the semester. And then what I like to advise students to do and what I like to do is I keep what's called a later list. Like I'm going to do that later. So as you're studying, as you're working on a project, you know, things are going to come up in your mind like, oh yeah, I need to do this thing, right? And it can be so easy to get distracted by that thing that you need to do, whatever it is, keep a later list where you just jot that thing down. And then as long as it's not super time sensitive, you do it later after the semester ends, or maybe you have a day where things are a little bit lighter. You can go and do all the things on your later list all at once in one fell swoop, feel super productive, turn it into a day, take yourself out to lunch while you're at it. You will feel so accomplished. You'll get all that stuff done and it won't be hanging over your head. Simply the act of writing it down so that you don't have to devote mental energy to saying to yourself, oh, I can't forget to do that. Write it down, put it on the later list. Now it's out of your mental energy space. It'll get done later, okay? All right, step six. You guys thought we were done planning, right? We're not quite done yet. Step six is to make note of things that actually bring you joy, you guys, Uh, people you enjoy spending time with, activities that you enjoy. Sometimes when you are in work mode, you can kind of almost forget, like, what did I used to do for fun, (laughs) right? So I want you to have like a handy list. If you've got an unexpected couple of hours of free time, What would you like to do with that time that's going to give you the most bang for your buck joy-wise? Maybe it's calling a friend that you haven't seen in a while and meeting for lunch or reading that trashy mystery novel or taking the kids to the park. Whatever it is, have kind of a little list of things that, oh, I really want to do this if I have some free time. This will bring me so much joy. And then again, you guys, you're going to be using this planning system, whatever type you choose, regularly set aside about 30 minutes at the you know be, before the beginning of the week to go through it and plan things out it's not that much of a time commitment and again what it saves you on the back end the stress the overwhelm that feeling that you don't think you're going to get everything done which causes just so much mental anguish You can alleviate a lot of that by spending about 30 minutes a week planning out your life, okay? So I have way more tips on the secrets of successful nursing students, 20 in total, and I will put the link to those if you don't want to wait for all the episodes to come out so that you can binge through all of them. It's in one free downloadable um, little ebook type thing that you can get from my website. So I will put the link down below. And then next week, you guys, actually not next week, I'm doing a bunch of extra episodes right now over the next several weeks because boot camp is going on sale 
tomorrow, Black Friday, if you're listening to this in real time. So we're doing a whole bunch more podcast episodes to kind of correlate with that. So our next episode is all about, and again, it's kind of geared towards that student who really wants to be that high-achieving, successful nursing student, and it's all about being a standout student. How do you stand out in nursing school? So that will be coming at you in a couple of days. That will be coming out to you this weekend. So look for that. It's going to be sooner than next week. So I will see you back here to get my best tips on how to stand out in a sea of other really high-achieving individuals, okay? And if you are interested in using the Straight A Nursing Planner that is just for nursing students, I will put the link to that in the episode notes as well. So you can go and check out those planners just for nursing students. So again, see you in a few days. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing. Nursing.